0: Welcome to Marriage Mondays with the Kings. I'm Kenya.
1: And I'm Shane. And And we we are are the Kings. Kings. Happy Monday, everyone. We hope and pray that you all had an amazing day on this Monday. We want to thank you so much for joining us for another show of Marriage Mondays with the Kings. We are going to get into the sponsors, our amazing sponsors of this show. We have Christian Humor forward slash Inspiration. This is a group that is designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. If you're into social media, please check them out simply by going to search them on Facebook at Christian Humor for Inspiration. Helping Our Patriots Evolve, also known as Hope, is a space for all veterans and their loved ones to come and feel like they're accepted and understood. Veterans around the globe suffer every day from a pain they cannot escape. Hope offers encouragement for those who are searching for a place to connect. Let us be a supportive resource as you travel along your journey. Hope is not for mental health services. For that, you will have to find a supportive mental health resource within your community or at your local Veteran Health Administration. For more information, please visit their website at hopeveteranstrong.com. Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Prolific moves start here with Prolific Realty. Visit their website at ProlificRealtors.com or call Alexis White at 254-702-5332. Now we're going to take this time to open our show with a word of prayer for those of you who have been supporting us for some time, we're going to ask that if you're safely able to do so, if you could bow your head. If you're listening with your honey or with your family, if you all can join hands and bow your head as well. Most gracious Heavenly Father, thank you so much for another opportunity to come before you, dear God. Thank you for waking us up on this morning and thank you for protecting us, Heavenly Father. Dear God, we want to give you all glory, honor, and praise for everything that you're going to do in our life, dear God, everything that you have done. Heavenly Father, we We also want to come and lift up our children to you, dear God. Those who are returning back to school all around the world, dear God, we ask that you would keep them protected and safe, Heavenly Father. We ask, dear God, that any plan of the enemy that he have, dear God, that you would stop it, dear God, that it would not succeed, Heavenly Father. We ask in a special prayer for our teachers and administrators, our bus drivers, dear God, those who are showing up from the communities, dear God, to be an extra support of security, dear God. We ask that you would just dispatch your angels to every campus, dear God, around the world, Heavenly Father, that individuals will be safe, that they would feel safe, dear God, and that there will be a safe environment for individuals to learn, Heavenly Father. Dear God, we thank you so much for marriages and those individuals who are deciding to come together, dear God, who are not allowing the enemy to come in and and destroy their marriage. Heavenly father, thank you for those marriages, dear God that have turned things around, dear God, that have sought the help that they needed, dear God, those who have dedicated themselves, dear God, as husband and wife to get a deeper level and understanding of each other, dear God, and those who are continuing to allow you to be the foundation and the head of their marriage, dear God, we thank you for families reconciling, dear God, we thank you for turning things around, everything that the enemies. just set out for our bad, dear God, that you are turning it around for your glory, dear God, and that we not forget, Heavenly Father, when things are turning around for our good to give you the glory, honor, and praise, dear God. We lift up leadership around the world to you, dear God. Those who are going before you, dear God, those who are praying, dear God, even those who are not, those who are not, we asking that they would just fall to their knees and repent, dear God, and they will ask you for God and heavenly father. Dear God, we want to thank you for the show on tonight, dear God. We ask that it would just bless those who hear it, heavenly father, and that you would continue to just give Kenya and I the wisdom, dear God, that you would have less of us, dear God, not our flesh, but that you would show up and show out like only you can. Thank you for this station, dear God. Thank you for KRGN. We ask that it will continue to be a blessing to many as you see fit, dear God, and all the other stations that we are currently being played on, dear God, and platforms. We thank you like never before, giving you all glory and honor and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. And our foundational scripture for the show is Matthew, the 19th chapter and the sixth verse, and it reads, so they are no longer two but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate.
1: And our motto for Marriage Mondays with the Kings is helping to build stronger marriages, which lead to stronger families and stronger communities.
0: Views expressed on this show are those of the host, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This station holds no responsibility for the validity or accuracy of information on this show.
1: And please keep in mind that although we are counseling professionals, the information shared on our show is for ministry educational purposes only. Also, note that topics discussed are reflective of supporters who contact us desiring to have a deeper knowledge of these topics. No information is shared on our show based upon our counseling experiences. Topics are for the encouragement of marriages, families, and communities as God desires for us to minister.
0: And as we're moving on in the show today, Today's topic, what works for your marriage? Once again, today's topic is what works for your marriage?
1: And so for many of you who are listening, you can... Listen to the topic and maybe you think it's a question. So that's something that you can ask yourself. What are the things that are currently working in your marriage? But the title as we have it is three exclamation points following it. So basically some of the things that we're going to get into is trying to encourage individuals to learn what works for your marriage. You can start off tonight by grabbing a piece of paper if you're listening as a husband and wife team, um or if you're listening as an individual, you're single, you desire to be married, what would you like for your marriage to look like? Okay? And then for those of you who are married, what actually is working in your marriage cuz see one of the things or a lot of the things that we do if you will is we always focus on the negatives in the marriage not the 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 things that we have done as a husband and wife to work as a team to to you know, be better in marriage. I'm gonna share with you all just right off the bat. One of the things that Kenya and I often do in our marriage, we definitely did it in the beginning of our marriage as we were doing as our foundational scriptures say Matthew 19 and six, where we were no longer two, but becoming one flesh. And for those of you, you've heard us say it on the show before it could be a very difficult time. That's where a lot of your ups and downs um, kind of come into the play of marriage. And that's normal, okay? Nobody can say that their marriage is perfect. But as we were trying to become one flesh, one of the things that we learned to do is to have an AAR. Now, for those of you in the military, you know what an AAR is, and that's where we got it from, but that's an after-action review. So what that is for those who've never served is you check in with each other from time to time, And you just simply ask, hey, baby, you know, because I used to ask Kenya, as your wife, you know, do you feel that I'm doing okay? What areas do you feel that I need to get better in or strengthen? You know, what areas do you feel that I'm actually good in? So that way, I would know his expectations as a wife, but then I would also... Um, get an understanding of the things that he see that I need to work on. Now let me share with you this because where husbands and wives will mess up with this exercise is that you will use that opportunity to bash your spouse and go in on them. Oh, you never do this right. You never do that right. I asked you to do this. You're failing at that. No one wants to hear a bunch of negativity. If you're not going to use this exercise for the betterment of your marriage and not just to use it as shots and dig as your hu- as your husband and wife who are trying their best because if we be honest and I've shared this even with myself as a personal testimony. None of us know how to be a husband and a wife. We may have had examples, but most of us have not had positive examples of what a husband, a healthy husband and wife team look like. So that is a tool that you all can use. Check in. You set the, the amount of time. Is it once a month that you want to check in? Is it once a week? Generally, when you all are on your date nights, hint. Hint, which is just time, dedicated time that you set apart to get out of your home, preferably. Sometimes you can have day night in your home, but whereas uninterrupted time where you can just kind of vibe as husband and wife, that would be a good time to do it. So maybe you want to say, hey, once a month, let's check in or once every three months. So once a quarter, you know, I would suggest not to go any more. Than once a quarter, but that could be a good exercise that you all could use. So that way you could better know what works best in your marriage.
0: And that's good. And I think that's one of the things we always have to really take a look at when you're discussing what is working in your marriage. Uh, you have to have the ability to be able to communicate. Mm-hmm. That is so, so important. Now, I know you probably have been listening to us for a while excuse me, and you're probably saying in your head, well, every time he opens his mouth, he says something about communicating. Well, if you're going to figure out what's working, you got to have a way to get information passed. And a lot of times you have to look at it and say, yes, this is what's going good. This is what we need to do. This is what we need to correct. Uh, These are some other things we need to do, but you have to talk to each other to ensure that you're on the same page so that you're able to move forward. Mm -hmm. So in doing that, uh, in order to find out what's working uh, for your marriage, number one, you communicate. And then two, you need to sit down and set out plans and goals. Mm, that's now, a good one. When you're thinking about setting out these plans and goals, remember you need to have these goals. Uh, that are going to be achievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want them to be unrealistic where you know you're not going to hit the mark. And maybe you even want to start out with small steps and then maybe start taking out bigger chunks later on. Mm-hmm. Now, and planning these goals, that communication goals in there, but with that needs to come understanding. Mm-hmm. You can communicate and plan all you want. If you don't understand what you're saying and what you're planning, it's not going to do you under good. Mm. So you need to make sure that you're understanding on both accounts, the husband and the wife, as to what it is you're saying and what it is you're working towards. Yeah. Then figuring out, well, how are we going to do that? Well, that big how should be working together. Mm-hmm. So there are no longer two But one flesh, in other words, you got to be moving in conjunction with one another. You can't be talking about how much money you want to save, but then the husband is saving up and the wife is is blowing out the credit card or vice versa. Mm -hmm. It's the individuals working together in order uh, to achieve that goal. Now, as you're working together, like my wife was saying, every once in a while, you got to stop. Mm. evaluate your process.
1: Right, right.
0: Do an AAR, check in with one another, pull out the plan. Have we moved from plan A up to plan B? Have we moved from this point to that point so you can kind of judge if you're moving in the right direction?
1: Mm-hmm. And if
0: so, uh you may uh you may just continue to move forward. If not, then maybe you make the necessary corrections or adjustments if you will and try to get back on track. And then you move forward from there. Mm -hmm. And so those six things right there uh, are are very key when it comes to working, uh, finding out what works in your marriage. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes. And, and people may look at this in a different light. Sometimes you're going to find out what works in your marriage by finding out what's not working.
1: Right. Right. That's true.
0: So if you can't get to the bottom of something because you're yelling, arguing and fighting, then maybe you need to sit down tonight night like adults and talk about it. That might work. Right. Right. If, if you can't get on budget because somebody is, you know, running up the credit card, then maybe that credit card needs to be controlled by the other individual in the marriage. Mm. And a lot of times people don't look at that. They just want to keep thinking, well, what, what works? What works? What works? Take a look at what did not work and maybe try to do the opposite thereof.
1: Mm. And so I was sitting up here, of course, what I'm going to jump in and say is this. So when when we look at the topic, what works for your, the your is in all caps marriage. Now, when the both of you all, depending on how you got married, some of y'all got married in the church, some of y'all got married like we did in the courthouse or whatever the case may be, it's what worked for your marriage. A lot of reason a lot of the reasons in which marriages are not working is because one or both of the individuals desire for their spouse to be like somebody else's spouse. Okay, let me say that again. One or both of the individuals desires for the person in whom they're married to, to be like somebody else's spouse, your friend. Oh, my friend, my, my friend's wife do this. Um, my, 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 uh, auntie's husband do that for her. Oh, pastor, this is how he treats his wife. Okay. What I'm going to highly suggest y'all to do, cut that out, cut that right there out. Because when the both of you all stood at that altar, The both of you all stood before the judge or whatever. And they were saying, therefore, what, you know, God, God is joined together and different things to have a verbiage that they brought God into the, the, the marriage. It was the two of you. I have to admit within myself, me not knowing there were some things we've shared on this show that okay, I'm thinking my husband's supposed to be this way because this is what this husband's doing. And this is the crazy thing. I was thinking about this as we was preparing for the show. My prayer, ever since I was 18 years old, I pray for someone to be just like my grandfather. And when I I shared this with you all before, and it's crazy because that's exactly, it's not crazy, but... I got what I prayed for. God blessed me with what I prayed for. My husband has the same qualities as our late grandfather. But see, where I was messing up is because I didn't know how to be a wife. I didn't know what a healthy marriage should look like firsthand, with the exception of our late grandparents. Is I was sitting up here kind of combating against my husband. And that's where I think we mess up as married couples. For those of you who are newlyweds, for those of you who are engaged, for those of you who've been married for some time and you don't feel like it's still working, this is what I ask you to check out. Number one, stop the comparisons, okay? Stop the comparisons. It is okay to see certain tools that husbands and wives are using in their marriage and say, hey, it may work in ours. So you may have a husband who he comes from a home where he had both of his parents in the home and they're both married and they have a healthy function in marriage, you may have the wife that she didn't have that. She may have come from a single parent home or maybe her grandmother raised her or grandfather, auntie, whatever the case may be. And so sometimes in that, that could be a challenge. Now, when you do that after action review that we borrow from the military, that AAR tool where you sit down with each other and you ask each other kind of checking in, then another thing that you can add to it Is ask your husband or your wife this, or, you know, if you're serious about marriage or engaged or whatever the case may be to be married, ask the individual this, what is your idea of marriage? Number one, number two, what was your example of marriage? Because when you really start to have these deep conversations, then to me, you can understand your husband or your wife better at a deeper level. That will help you into what works for your marriage. One of the things I had to learn to stop doing is I'm not going to say comparisons. I wouldn't necessarily say that I did that. My husband can say differently um, or whatever the case may be. But I would say that I had to start saying, well, you may not like it, but my husband like it. Okay. Well, you may not like, because this is what I've learned and I'm not trying to mean mean. You have people who will share things with you that you didn't even ask them to share. They try to put their two cents in. You ain't bit more Ask them. Sorry. I just went straight country. Um, but you can politely say, well, uh, that don't work for my marriage or, or they try to interject the poison of the things that, that didn't work in their marriage, which probably led to divorce or whatever the case may be. In other words, I'm saying they're not being conducive and helpful with the information that they're providing. They are allowing the enemy, the devil, Lucifer himself to interject negativity into your mind. And that's where a lot of marriages mess up too. And why your marriage is not working because that plant seeds of doubt. And before you know it, you're questioning your husband, you're questioning your wife. Those are things that was never done in a negative way. And your spouse is like, wait a minute, what did I do? Okay, what changed? Where is this coming from? So discuss at a deeper level. What's your example of marriage look like? Somebody could have grew up in a home where there was abuse going on in the marriage. And what what is crazy, when you grow up in in dysfunction and you see it firsthand, you do not know that it's dysfunction because that's how your family functioned until you learn that that's dysfunctional. And so what we'll do is we'll take that dysfunction into our marriages and that's not causing the marriage to work. So ask at a deeper level what it is that marriage look like and their idea of marriage come from.
0: Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we have to look at what makes a marriage work from this uh, perspective. My wife talked about not comparing. And I I just got to reiterate that it's so important that you don't compare yourself with someone else's marriage because you may be only seeing the outside of that you don't know what's really going on on the on the inside behind closed doors and things of that nature a right. lot of people can put on a good front and you're working to try to be uh, like what they're showing you but it could be tore up from the floor up on, on the, the inside. inside come on right? so you want to make sure that you don't do that uh just to kind of reiterate that marriage is a lot like medicine mm. you can't take my my prescription Mm. It's not meant for you. Mm. There's some things that go on in one person's marriage that may be meant for them, but it's not meant for you in your marriage. Right. So be careful what it is that you're taking. Mm. Along with that, in order to find out if your marriage is working, I say you may have to do some assessment. Sometimes that assessment needs to be backed up by the B-I-B-L-E.
1: Yes, Is it lining
0: up with the word of God? Mm -hmm. A lot of Mm -hmm. times things ain't working out in our marriage because we're doing what we want to do and we're not really consulting God. Come
1: on. Mm, mm -mm, My God. So we just
0: got to make sure that we're doing that. Make sure that you're uh, maybe adding some godly principles into your marriage. Mm -hmm. You got to make sure that what you're feeding your marriage is good for you. Yes. See, sometimes we have to understand marriage is just like nutrition. If you keep eating junk, if you keep doing junk, if you keep hearing junk or speaking junk, then guess what your marriage is going to be?
1: Right. Junk. Right, right, right.
0: Junk in, junk out. Mm. You need to put some good stuff down on the inside of your marriage. Mm. And then the next thing that I want to really be able to hit on is in order to make your marriage work, find out what works for you, you have to figure out what your strengths and your weaknesses are.
1: Yes. And yes.
0: then you have to work on those. So those things where you're weak at, you start building them up so that you become stronger. Mm-hmm. If you're already strong, in it, then try to maintain that or excel in that area. Yes. But oftentimes what we do in our marriages is we find out that our spouse may have a, a weak area. And we start dogging about that instead of bringing them up. Remember, the two is, is supposed to become one. Right. So if I'm weak, guess what? You're weak too. Mm-hmm. The two individuals mm-hmm. got to stand together in order to Uh, to fight right and then the last thing that i'll say right here is you got a lot of individuals that's trying to figure out what works for their marriage by trying to help somebody else out in theirs Mm. i'm gonna tell you it's just like being on that plane when that stewardess is giving that brief you got to put your own mask on first you got to take care of your own jerusalem first then maybe you can help somebody else out right but all too often we're running around trying to dig off on the other people's stuff. Let me try to get a word from them. Let me try to figure out what's going on with them. And all the time they're getting stronger in their marriage and you're still trying to figure things out. Right. Put your mask on first. Start doing the work to try to figure out what's working, what's not. What changes do we need to make? What goals and plans do we need to set out there and follow that map? I say I'm going to go right back to it again because sometimes when we're comparing ourselves with individuals, it's just like a roadmap. It's just like taking a destination. Get on the interstate and get behind a car. Mm. Now, you're supposed to be going to, I don't know, Arizona. You get up to Dallas, and instead of getting off on uh, thirty to go to twenty to go to ten, you keep following that car, and you end up in Wisconsin somewhere. Right. You can't follow somebody else's ma- uh, map and try to get to where you're supposed to be going.
1: Mm, my goodness, I feel like we in the show right there, and we only 22 minutes in. <laughs> so it was something that Kenya said that is is most amazing. When you guys are sitting down, you know, look at what you bring to the marriage. That's something that we had to learn in order to make our marriage work. Um, one of the things that Kenya shared, you know, uh, one of, you know, I'm a planner. I love to plan. We both learned how to, to execute, um, because of being in the military. Um, just what do you bring to the table? Are you good at handling the finances while the other one's not? Planning to work together, like he said, goals. One of the things that Kenya and I learned that works for our marriage is, and we didn't realize it until years in, we are both goal oriented. And so, because we're goal oriented, we have plans, we speak things that are not as though they are, we speak things into existence, we have the faith, we're believing God, we're working together as a team. See, a lot of husbands and wives are not working together as a team. So, that's why you don't know what works for your marriage. And so when you find out what works for your, all caps, Y-O-U-R, your marriage, Maintain what works. See, let me tell you one of the things that I've noticed about uh, married couples. When things are going bad, you go and you seek help or you go and you talk to people. And that's a good thing. Okay. You know, especially when you are really seeking God and you saying, okay, God, you know, I'm going through this as a wife right now. I'm going through this as a husband or we're going through this together. We need to go seek some help, whether it be, you know, getting pastoral counseling, getting into your word, going to speak. To you know, somebody, an elder in the family or friends or whatnot. But where we kind of mess up is when things go good in our marriage, we don't continue to do the things that we were doing to maintain our marriage. We learned this in one of our previous churches when we were stationed at Fort Campbell. And matter of fact, the name of the group, um, the the marital group was marriage maintenance. And so um continuing to do the things that maintain your marriage, do what worked for you. So one of the things that I want to share is this. There are people that I believe that they don't even realize half the time that they are being used by Satan to come against your marriage. What you want to do is go ahead and shut that down because when the two is no longer operating as two operating singly and you come together like the word of God says, and you operate as one, then guess what? You are like, we always have said in our show, you're combating things at all sides because If you were, I ain't going to say, I almost said if you a real one, but think about it like this. There is no way on God's green earth. I'm going to be sitting up anywhere with anybody and they're going to be dogging Kenya King. It's not going to happen. And let me tell you what I know from every fiber of being within me. He's not going to let anybody disrespect his wife. It ain't going to happen. See, that's how it is when the two operate as One, what you're not gonna do is put no negativity because guess what? As a parent, what happens? Let somebody say something negative about your child. You ready to go get some bail money and almost go to jail if you're not already sitting in a jailhouse. It needs, I ain't gonna say go to jail and get no bail money. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is you need to be as serious about your marriage. You see what I'm saying? Now, my husband made a very valid point about people fronting. Now, in the midst of us really trying to discover what works for our marriage and what keeps our marriage positive and happy and us being an example for our our children and, and grandchildren and things like that, there have been some people in the church and outside the church that has tried to come against our marriage that has put their mouth on either, if not both of us. You know what I'm saying? There are people who've tried to use God. There are people, I'm not even going to say use God. I'm going to say they tried to use their authority, uh, in which they say that God blessed them with by trying to come in between me and my husband and say, and he shared things on the show, say things such as, well, uh, didn't nobody tell you to tell my evangelist to do such and such. Wait a minute, hold up. See, this is where sometimes I think things go sideways and things do not work in our marriage as well, because we allow, I want y'all to say it with me. We allow, I allow. See, in order for things to work, you have to take personal responsibility for the things that you have allowed. Okay. So I allow somebody to talk sideways about my spouse. I allow, Mm mm-mm. Stop that thing right there. That is the quickest way that I think sometimes can really get in the way of marriages is because sometimes people will use their titles in the church to try to come in between somebody's marriage. So what you have to do is do like my husband was just saying, get back to your Jerusalem, get back to your foundation, get back to your marriage. Your marriage comes first. I don't know how many times, well, God comes first, but how many times that we say this. So I want you, cause this is another thing. People try to throw shame on you when things ain't just listen to how people talk when it come to come to marriage. Okay, people try to throw salt and shame on you and mm, they always got some negative to say and that lets you know that things are not working well within their situation. Kenya just spoke about it. You got people out there faking and fronting like things are all good in their marriage and you are trying to follow them as an example. But when you really see God and ask God, pray to God, God, who are good godly examples people who are actually trying to work on their marriage, people who actually desire to be married. One of the things that me and my husband do from time to time, we have our date night and we just did it not too long ago. We'll double date with another couple. I think that's something that's amazing because when you have two or three beautiful couples who get together and they're talking about how their marriage is working or they're being real um, as we did with our friends, we were talking about, yep, yeah, I did that. I had to mature in that area in our marriage. Oh yeah. Because of my pride, I went through such and such and such. That is refreshing to hear when you're being very transparent, you're being real. It's that iron and iron moment because that lets other married couples know that they are not alone. So this can help when individuals say, oh, okay, well that didn't work in our marriage, but we see that it worked out for brother and sister so-and-so. So So don't be ashamed when you desire to come together as a husband and wife team and work in your marriage. Because we say this all the time, whether you believe it or not. Yes, with my husband being a minister in the church and me being an evangelist in the church and everything like that, your marriage is your ministry. How is it ministering to people? Don't nobody wanna hear that part, I'm just saying.
0: And another thing that I I definitely want to bring out there, you know, marriage is work. All day. All day. Every day. Every day. (laughs) So when we look at this topic, what works for your marriage, ask yourself the question, are you really working on your marriage to find out what works in your marriage? Mm -hmm. And along with that, when we think about work and marriage, anytime you're doing any type of work, You have to make sure you have the right tool for the right job. Mm. Studies have shown that when you have the right tool for the right job, it can make a difference in the productivity of the job that you're doing. If you're not getting any productivity out of your marriage, you might be using the wrong tool for the job. Right. And a lot of times what we'll try to do, like my wife was saying earlier, we'll try to take what someone else is doing. And try to make it fit in ours. Now, don't get us wrong. Sometimes you can look at that and say, well, you know, they do things that may we may want to try that. And then you reevaluate and say, that's not it.
1: Right, right. But you have
0: a lot of marriages that the only thing they do, they will sit up and say, well, just because Bishop so-and-so is doing this, I'm going to do mine the same way. Right. Just because I saw this person on... Um, I don't know, a reality TV show, Mm. I'm going to do that same thing. And when you keep finding yourself not hitting the mark, you really got to look at the tool that you're using and where you're getting it from.
1: Right, 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 right. Mm.
0: Because if it's not turning out something productive, it's probably not right for you. Right. The other thing we have to take a look at, and my wife was kind of alluding to that earlier, is sometimes we got to pray and ask God for discernment. Mm Mm-hmm. Give us wisdom. Give us knowledge in the choices that we're making. Uh, When it comes to discernment, you can't be running around telling everybody everything about your marriage. Mm. In other words, you got to keep the foxes out of the hen house.
1: Come on, come on. Mm. Hmm.
0: And then in the midst of doing that, we have to also understand this. It's okay to fail.
1: Right, right, right. It's
0: okay to fall. Just keep falling for it. Don't give up. Keep pressing. Right. In so many relationships, because they had things set out and it didn't work out a certain way, the first thing we started doing is blaming the other spouse. Now we're arguing and fussing and fighting, and we forget about the goal that we were trying to achieve. Right. See, that's one of the devil's biggest uh, things in trying to break down a marriage is to get you distracted. Right. You said you were going to save up a million dollars. You got the 500000 All of a sudden, you're fussing and fighting and everything, and then you're getting distracted. Then when the divorce comes up, now you got to split half of that 500000 mm. The devil just uh, distracted you so he could subtract from you.
1: Come on. Come on. Come on. Wow. Mm.
0: So in finding out what works for your marriage, learn that discernment. Use the right tool. Understand it's okay to fail, but learn from that and then try to be able to move forward. Then the other thing that we have to understand, and this is going to go way back before the marriage even starts. My wife may have alluded a little bit to this uh, uh, a little earlier in the show. I just talked about picking the right tool for the job. Mm -hmm. Some of us, before we even get married, we're not picking the right person for this marriage. Mm -hmm. We pick Mm -hmm. them off the wrong basis. See, you were needing something that can pull a nail out of a piece of wood and you ran back and, and tried to get a screwdriver.
1: Mm, sometimes man. we don't
0: pick the right tool for the job. Now, that's not to say you can't work things out and make it work. Right. But sometimes we have to understand before the marriage even gets started, are you looking at the end state that you really want? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have to understand. I'm just going to be open and honest. There were times in my life when I was running after women that had did not fit the marriage uh, agenda. Not for what I wanted. And I'm not trying to talk down to him. That was my fault. Mm
1: -hmm. I wasn't
0: using wisdom. I wasn't making decisions. I wouldn't let God lead my path. I was just out there saying, oh, well, whatever comes, let's roll. Mm. But we got to be able to find that individual that's going to work alongside of us, that's going to be equally yoked, that's going to help you work. I had a person tell me one time before, a long time ago in my life, that if a person isn't helping you, they're hurting you.
1: Right. So you Mm
0: got to be able to work together so that the two become one flesh, so that you're moving in synchronization with each other. You can't move forward if I'm pulling to the left and my wife is pulling to the right.
1: Right.
0: You can't go forward if you're constantly looking back. So one of the things you have to find out in what's working for your marriage is are you really able to accomplish goals together? Mm-hmm. Take a look at what you've accomplished in the past and say, well, what is the next thing that we want to do? Right. And I'm here to tell you, this is not bragging or anything of that nature. Just about everything that my wife and I have set our minds out to do, we've been able to accomplish. Right? There's been some things that have been thrown in our way, if you will that we didn't have nowhere in the plans for that but guess what it is working out because maybe we didn't see it but God saw fit so he used somebody else to put that there and plant that seed so that a fruit could grow from it
1: right and so how we were talking about one of the things that you hear us say often on the show get into the word of God there was times and I've shared this in our marriage Kenya and I were it wasn't like I was so necessarily upset with him, but I was necessary. I was upset with myself because I wanted to be the best wife that I could, could be to him, but I didn't know how. And my pride didn't allow me to go to him and say, I don't know how to be your wife. You know what I'm saying? I know I wanted to be one, but how do you be something that you do not know how? And so, I've shared with you all, I've often went to the word of God. I would pray. There was times I was crying and I was saying, God, I'm trying my best. I don't understand. What am I supposed to be doing? It's not like my husband required much. It just seemed like we were in a very negative, bad place in our marriage. And so I remember going to the Bible and I remember like we was talking about on the show not too long ago. There are things and situations where you could look at situations, you can read things and say, That's not what I want. So, even don't always focus on things being always so good, but You can tell what won't work for your marriage by seeing and reading different things. So I went to the Old Testament. There are a lot of amazing stories in the Old Testament. Baby, you can start all the way from Adam and Eve in Genesis. You talking about Queen Vashti and Queen Esther. I looked at the women in the Bible. I even looked at Bathsheba. You know, old King David got at her even though she was married. Y'all really be running after these reality shows and things like that to be examples of, oh, these are ideas of what can work for our marriage. But those are things where you'd be like, mm I don't want a marriage like that. Because for those of you who are Kenya and I's age, and we've been speaking about this a lot this year, what are right now good examples? Can you name five? Just think about it off the top of your head five good examples or people around you that's a good example that you can glean from when it comes to marriage. When we grew up it just seemed like everybody wanted to get married. They wanted to have amazing marriage. They wanted to have a family, the white picket fence with the house and the dog and the kids out in the yard playing. What is it that our children see on TV now or YouTube or Instagram or Snapchat, TikTok? You have the the No, knock to the brand, but you got the housewives shows, all these type of housewife shows, but how many people on the shows are actually real housewives? And then the ones who are not, or who are housewives, their marriages are not doing good. I bring all that up to say, sometimes like Kenya was saying earlier, we don't, we shouldn't allow all that negativity to continue to come in because when that negativity comes in, we don't realize how it really saturate our mind. Sometimes we need to take a break from that stuff, and so we often know the scripture um, of life and death being in the power of a tongue and how we should speak. But Proverbs thirty and thirty two says this: Do not confess that negative thoughts in that. Do not confess the negative thoughts in your mind. Rather, speak life to every situation around you. As Kenya and I said, it was a pity party for me. Which is one things one working in in our marriage in the earlier stages of our marriage or whatever. But I just start speaking life. I start speaking life into my husband. That's something that can work. I start telling my husband because listen, this is one of the biggest complaints in marriage as to why things do not work. You have people. We talked about love languages. We did show on love languages. If you missed out, go to our YouTube channel. All the content is there. Marriage Mondays with the Kings. Love languages we need to hit on all five love languages, um, by Gary Chapman, however. A lot of you don't speak life into, uh, life into your spouse. How many of you tell your husband that they look good? How many of you tell your husband, oh, baby, you show sure smell good. Oh, you looking sexy and what you got on. Husband, how many of you tell your wives that? How many of you as, as husbands and wives flirt with each other? It is so funny. And I'm not trying to brag on Kenya and I, but when Kenya and I go places, When we out, we holding hands. And it's funny because number one, people think that we're a young couple. (laughs) We are young, but people think that we are a young couple and they think that we are newly married. That's what worked for us in our marriage now because we keep it fresh. There are too many people who are just existing in your marriage and you are really not happy. But because you're putting on this front that your marriage is working a certain way when it's really not Deep down, you are really not happy. It doesn't have to be that way. God can turn all of that around, okay? So I would say in the 2022, it's time to stop fronting like you're happy and actually digging down and doing the work. See what works for your marriage because there has been a trend, I would say in the last 15 to 20 years where people, especially since social media came out, where people work hard at fronting. That is not really working for your marriage. You're not really truly happy. How is your marriage ministering to other people? Because just how I believe, this is Shan talking, that God has an assignment. I've said this over and over again for each and every one of us. I believe that God has an assignment for our married life. Okay. Never in a million dreams did I ever think, When I said I do to my husband in December, on December 17th, 1998 in Bad Krishnach, Germany, nobody could have ever paid me a million dollars to say that Kenya and I will be sitting at the at this place where we're sitting, allowing our marriage, allowing God to use us to help minister to others for the betterment of marriages. You couldn't have paid me a million dollars and I wouldn't have believed you because I'd have been like, not me. So, not to say that God has called y'all's marriage, whoever you are listening to, be like our marriage. But in order to get to where your marriage can be example for others, you got to do the work. Kenya and I put in the work. We're not fronting for y'all. Ask anybody who truly know the Kings when we are not behind the mic. Ask them, and they will tell you now they real about theirs. Because guess what? If things ain't going right in with us in our marriage. In our life, we were just grieving. We was off of the air for a whole month, I believe it was. I can't even recall. We will sit ourselves down. So we encourage you all for the love of God so he can use y'all to minister to those who he wants you to touch. Put in the work, put that pride aside. You know what I'm saying? And when you get to the area in your life where you're operating at one and things are working, then... I would encourage you to allow your marriage to be a blessing to others. Don't just always tell about the good stuff. If God put it on your heart to share that things were not good, because we didn't told you all about the things that wasn't good in our marriage, to be a blessing and use it as a testimony for others.
0: And that's all really good. And everything is really culminating, um, you know, really coming uh, well together. Uh, One of the things I say when you're working with, You know, finding out what works for your marriage is is really being able to just work well with each other. We talked about um, understanding one person's strengths and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. But during that time frame, you got to be able to encourage one another. Right. Like my wife said, everything is not going to always be roses and flowers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're going to uh, have some other smells that are around there. Mm. But what you have to do is understand that that's a part of a process. Right. You have to know what's up and down. Sometimes those rough uh, times help to strengthen you. It makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. And so when you're trying to find out what works for your marriage, if it's not at the spot where you want it to be, I said it earlier, don't give up keep moving forward. Sometimes you may need to find a resource that may be able to help you do that. Now, when you want to find out what's working well for your marriage, like I said before, you got to work together. Yeah. And then working together, that's got to be a little bit, it's hard to just say everybody got to put in 50-50. We've always said you got to put in 100-100, you know, but the thing we got to look at is while you're working to do that, you can't be trying to control manipulate Mm. your partner.
1: Mm -mm. So some
0: people may have a goal that they're reaching for. And I say, yeah, you know, we can go for that goal. Let's work together. But then everything starts to be about the other person and not about the marriage. Mm. Everything starts to be about what I want and not maybe what the other person wants. And and I had a conversation with some individuals early in the week and and we were talking um, on the subject of suicide and the individual that spoke and said, you know, um, a person that they knew that was close to them had said that they uh, were going to kill themselves. And so uh, the family kind of gathered around and said, what do you want? Do we need to buy you this? Do we need to buy you that? Do we need to buy you that? And what I told them is to refocus.
1: Right. It's Ooh, not about good. it's
0: not about what you want. Watch your words. Mm. Ask the person what is it that they need?
1: Wow. Resources. See,
0: sometimes when you say, well, you know. Uh, well, this is what I want. What is it that you want? See that that can be very harsh and stern. It makes it seem like the only thing I want to do is pacify you, and sometimes you won 't find out what you really have to do the work in your marriage if you keep pacifying the other spouse
1: mm. hmm.
0: Sometimes you just need to go to that individual, okay, what do we need in order to move forward? What do we need to do to do this? What do we need to do to do that because now you're moving together as a couple when it's all about I. It's only one person that's moving. Mm. And that's a lot of times why we can't find out why something is not working in a marriage because we're focused on I and ain't no I in team. Mm. A marriage is supposed to be about a team. The other thing that we have to learn how to do is watching how much we're pouring into the marriage. Wow. Sometimes things aren't working out because we're not watering things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Sometimes we're pouring out water in other places. We want to run out and hang out with the boys. We want to run out and hang out with our girls. The football game was more important. It was this, this, that, and other. We got to make time for ourselves because we can't find out if something's going to work out if we're not working together. True. Mm. It, it's hard for you to plant a field if one person is out there dropping seeds in the field and the other person is fishing. Wow. You're going for two separate things there. Both of them are going to produce food, but what happens when you work together?
1: Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Wow. Wow.
0: And that's the thing that we have to take a look at. When you look at a lot of different marriages in the Bible, look how the people did what they needed to do for their marriage. They were given a specific assignment. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Marriage is a lot like being in school. You can cheat off somebody if you want to, it'll eventually show.
1: Right. Hmm.
0: You got to take your own test, go through your own thing, sometimes go through your own notes. Nothing wrong with comparing notes before the test, but you got to pass that test by yourself. Right. And so when you look at different individuals in the Bible, like Mary and Joseph, they got to do that on their own. You didn't see nobody else coming in like, oh, man, look at Mary and Joseph. You know, uh, what's what's their son's name? Jesus? Oh, I'm going to make my relationship just like your, theirs. It wasn't designed that way. Mm -hmm. It was only going to be one.
1: Yeah.
0: And the thing that I love about my marriage with my spouse, we hang out with a lot of people. We've had friends. uh, We've got friends all over the world. We get together with a lot of them at times and we really have fun. Not once have we ever said we need to be like these individuals here. Right. And guess what? Not once have they ever said that either. When we saw things that they did in their marriage and that worked for them, hey, that
1: works for you. Right, right, right. Do what you do.
0: We're not judging you. (laughs) Yep. And one thing that I will say, and I may get some people upset about this. Say it. I understand that in church, the goal is to keep people in Christ. The goal is to keep individuals married and things of that nature. But pastor, deacons, ministers, whatever the case may be, you can't force your marriage over on somebody else. I found that out a long time ago mm. because I saw individuals in church and they were talking to me about stuff. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. Do this, do that. Didn't work. Mm. What I had to do was lay before somebody myself. Right. I had to figure that God, give me the wisdom. Show me where I may be wrong at. Tell me what I need to do. Then me and my wife had to come together and pray, okay, God, we're what do we need to do?
1: Right. Hmm.
0: And that, I think, is a big key for a lot of marriages that they really have to understand. It's nothing wrong with looking at somebody and saying, oh, wow, they have a nice marriage. You know, I would like something like that. But you got to find that in your own timing. It has to come to you. And the best way to do it is to work on it hard yourself. Get before God. He can give you the best notes there are. Right. Because my notes, I can give them to somebody else to take a test. Telling you, they ain't going to be able to read my handwriting, not these Egyptian hieroglyphics I be putting on paper. <laughs> so sometimes you got to be able to do it for yourself so you understand what you wrote. And just like the Bible said, when you're getting ready to do something, you want to work on your marriage, write the vision and make it plain. Come on, come on. It didn't say make it complex, Mm-mm-mm. it says write the vision and make it. Plain. Yes, God. Sometimes we can't get to that vision because we made it too hard. We made it too difficult. It was not realistic. In other words, like what they used to say, smart. Mm -hmm. It didn't follow the smart rule.
1: Right, right. So
0: we got to learn how to... um, be able to apply things to our marriage after we planned it to make sure we can uh, make the goal that we're aiming towards.
1: Right. Right. And so once you have sat down, you've done the A R. both of you have come together as one, you are operating as one. It's It's so funny because I can always tell, of course, with having a gift of discernment, when people are true And when they just talking and it's one of the key things that I have learned about those who are truly in sync and operating as one as a husband and wife unit, a godly husband and wife unit to add to that is they almost speak the same thing. They almost speak the exact same thing. So when you have put in the work, when you have went to counseling, you have got before a guy, you have been in your word, continue to maintain what is working for your marriage. And I'm going to share this. Do not, and I repeat, do not be ashamed of what works in your marriage and for your marriage. Okay. So say for example, I'm ooh, I'm going to get this good old example. I remember Hmm, Cause I don't want to call out, you know, people be okay. So I remember that I'm gonna say it, try to say it without, uh, where people be trying to point pinpoint it to a certain ministry or whatever the case may be. But it was said that a husband, a certain husband didn't like his wife wearing a swimsuit. I'm not talking about a two piece thong, all that other kind of stuff. We know this is G rated, but a swimsuit. And because he didn't like his wife wearing a swimsuit when they went on vacation he kind of made it and put it out there so nobody else's wife uh, can wear swimsuits and then try to throw scripture with it and call it unholy. Now I don't know nothing in the word of God. I ain't saying I know every word of the word of God, but I done studied a lot. Where it say it, that you can't wear a swimsuit. Like I, I don't I don't know. I don't understand. And so with that being said, that type of mindset could hinder. Other people's marriages. So, whatever work for your marriage, man, woman, or God, or whatever the case may be, let it be what it is. But what I have learned, Chantrell almost gave my whole name King, my whole government name, is Chantrell is married to Kenya King. So whatever works for me and Kenya King, that's what worked for me and Kenya King. And I no longer allow individuals to make me feel bad for what works for our marriage because our marriage is working. When I used to listen to other people who used to project their dysfunction into our marriage That's when our marriage is not, was not working. That's when Satan was using people in church and out of church to plant the seed of doubt. If my husband, for example, we both workaholics to the max, but if this man come home and say, guess what? It's time for you to take a break, baby. It's time for, we're going to get away for the weekend. So whatever, you know, clear your calendar for this weekend. Now we have a joint calendar. (laughs) We got a family calendar because we got kids, but we're going to clear the calendar. For this weekend, because we're going to get away and we're going to go down to Austin. We're going to go to San Antonio or we're going to go uh, uh get a, a lake house, rent a lake house or whatever. Guess what, Chantrell, I ain't going to say my whole government name King going to do. I'm going to make sure that the calendar is clear, whoever's good, the kids is good or whatever, so we can have that time to get away. We don't do that. That's why things are not working in our marriage. I know you love mama. You love daddy. You love Bishop. You love apostle. You love evangelist. You love your boss at work. I ain't gonna say love like that, but you loyal to your job. I'll say it like that, but you got to understand your spouse that you're married to should know you better than anybody else. OK, especially the longer that you've been married. So if they say it's time to shut it down, you might want to listen. So things that start working in your marriage.
0: Yep. And then the last thing I kind of say here is we get ready to start wrapping the show up. Uh, take a good look at Matthew 18 and 19. It says again, truly, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them. By my Heavenly Father. Now, in doing a cross-reference with that, you need to go down to the Amplified and look at it in this standpoint, and this may open up a lot of people's eyes. Again, I say to you that if two believers on earth agree, that is, are on one mind in harmony. In other words, on one accord. See, sometimes we agree, and we just be agreeing just so that we can move on throughout our day, Mm. just so my spouse can get out of my face. Y'all ain't really agreed on nothing, then you wonder why something ain't working.
1: Jesus. And then
0: it says, if you do that about anything that they asked for. Now that asked for is within the will of God. Sometimes we're asking for a whole bunch of stuff, ain't got nothing to do with God, and God ain't nowhere in it. Mm-hmm. Then it says if you do that, it will be done for them by my Heavenly Father. So sometimes when things ain't working for it, it's because y'all are not in harmony. You right. have to dance with one another. One can't, person can't be going left and the other person going right. You got to move in synchronization with each other. Mm-hmm. And then asking for things within the will of God. You know, I want to be rich one day, so if you just allow me to sue my next door neighbor, Mm -hmm. that may not be within the will of God. Mm -hmm. God, give me the power. Give me the mentality. Give me the wisdom. Give me the knowledge that I need to be able to handle the million dollars. Wow. And go from there. Okay? Now, let's move on to our thought of the week. And our thought of the week comes from Dave Willis. And it reads, when forced to choose between your career and your spouse, your friends and your spouse, or even your family and your spouse, you must always choose to put your spouse ahead of the rest. If your first loyalty isn't to your spouse, then you really don't understand the meaning of marriage. In other words, if the two are going to become one, them two got to be down for each other. Right. You've, hey, ace, boom. <laughs> I know, that's right. <laughs> my road dog, my ride or die. If it's not like that, then how are you going to accomplish those things together?
1: Mm, and I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be honest. Looking at these thought of the weeks, we have referenced Dave Willis a lot. He yeah. be dropping a lot of golden nuggets when it comes to marriage. And so this thought of the week is very powerful that Kenya just read. Come on now. Your spouse, the person that you vow before God to love, honor, cherish, obey, all the things of whatever you said when it came to your vows, that is how your marriage will work. But if you got nothing else out of this show, do what works for your marriage. The two of you must agree what works for your marriage. It is okay to get golden nuggets from other people to glean, to allow people to speak life into you. I know we shared a lot our late grandmother who recently passed, she used to drop. Nuggets, You hear me? Because you're talking about over 50 years of marriage. I want to sit at your feet and just listen. How did y'all get through this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm telling you, she always said, God, it was nothing but the grace of God, prayer, God being in my word. So we would encourage you. We got to get back to God. And the last thing I'll say before we shut it down is God dropped this in my spirit. When it's time for this generation to stand up, marriages should not perish because people are being selfish. Mm, That's good. Do what you need to do to work. We are calling for husbands and wives to come together on one accord. Stop faking. Allow God to be in the midst of your marriage. So that way people will get back to wanting to be married again and have families going forward. Okay. So thank y'all so much for joining us for another show of Marriage Mondays with the Kings. We are brought to you by our amazing sponsors. We have hope, which is helping our patriots evolve. This is based for all veterans and loved ones to come and feel like they're accepted and understood because veterans around the globe suffer every day from a pain they cannot escape. And HOPE offers encouragement for those who are searching for a place to connect. Let them be a supportive resource. This is not mental health services, so you will have to contact a mental health resource within your community or at your local Veteran Health Administration for more information Go to their website, HopeFetteringStrong.com. Then we have Christian Humor 4 slash Inspiration, which is a group that is designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. If you're on the social media, go search their page on Facebook at Christian Humor 4 slash inspiration. Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Prolific moves start here with Prolific Realty. Visit their website at prolificrealtors.com or call Alexis White at 254-702-5332. If you need to contact the Kings, please go to our website, Marriage Mondays with the Kings. Thank you so much for joining us. We ask that you'll be back next Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And as always, keep it locked right here on KRGN 98.5 FM, Go Rock. rock.